welcome to another exciting episode of Invarious and Peckapalooza. We are two geeks who talk about everything. I am Peckapalooza, and I am joined, as always, by my cousin, Invarious. Good day, as always. Welcome to our next podcast. How in the world are you? In the world? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. I'm a little congested. It's been a high pollen count this week. Yeah. So that's always fun. I just got inside from grilling some burgers, and while doing so, I played pool. I have a detached garage, and I have a pool table in there. I have fans and all. I was playing some music, 80s classics on the Sonos while I was playing, smoking a cigar, enjoying my time, and it was hot. But it was not like blistering hot where the sun was like on me, obviously, in the garage. But the humidity, I was drenched. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like tired not like oh like mentally tired but my body's like you suck the life out of yourself so <laughs> there you go good job Lana or the and various whatever your name is, name is. <laughs> whoops whoops uh, <laughs> yes um, i don't want to know my name is uh lavander or lacroix no, lavander no. <laughs> um <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's been really humid here too. So I can't imagine how bad it's been where you are on the east coast, a little further south from us. Yes. Um, it's I I just gosh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how it is in Florida these days. I think I'm a bit of a pansy though. I mean, I'll admit that. You know, I'm there are people down here and they run and I watch them run and good for them. I mean, nothing's chasing them, so I'm a little confused, but you know, I mean, I, you know, when it comes to the heat, I just melt, you know, it's there's, like, there's a perfect quote that I think of every time I see people running on a hot, humid day, it's um, from Parks and Recreation. Nice. It's uh, when, um, when Anne is dating uh, Chris Traeger, I think for the first time, and he's trying to get her into this, his whole fitness thing. Yeah. And, and like, you know, it has her, you know, thing where she's talking to the camera and she says, I, I get the, the, the physical importance of exercise and running, but my God, at what cost? At what cost? And Perkins. And Perkins. I always, I always think of that whenever I see somebody running and it's like, I'm sweating just sitting still in my air-conditioned car. Yep. <laughs> yep. Watching them. Yeah. Thank you for all those that work out. Um, you do it not only for yourself, but for us who will not do That's that. That's right. That's right. Um, when the zombie apocalypse comes, you'll be prepared. Yes, but I'll be I'll be well equipped. Hey, so um, I actually got a lot of uh, good uh, verbal um, affirmations about our Superman podcast from last week. I had some really people out and say that they really enjoyed uh, the nostalgia of that. Um, there were a few that were like, "He died," and you know, <laughs> I'm just like, "Mm-hmm." Yeah, no, at this know. point. He yeah. started the trend like every yeah. other comic book person who's come, come and yeah. gone and come back you know, right. since then. That's that was that was the whole thing. Like, uh, you know, Superman started it. Now, there had been other heroes who had died before that. Yep. But they didn't start resurrecting until after Superman. So, and definitely didn't have like a whole bunch of people that came after him saying they were. <clears throat> yeah. Nope. Nope. It definitely owns the number one. Anyway, it was a good podcast. I'm super excited about this podcast of which we will be talking about. We are talking about our own personal memories of the classic video game home console system, 
the Nintendo Entertainment System or the Ooh. NES, or if you want to call it the NES, I guess that's a cool thing too. Yep. But we are children of the 80s and 90s, so we have many fond memories of those early days of video gaming. Um, so that together. is what we'll be discussing today. Yeah, and playing together. You and I played all mm. these games together. Absolutely. You know, uh, so, well, I was going to ask you, you had an NES uh, for a few years before I finally got my hands on one. Yeah. So tell me about some of your earliest memories with the console. Um, if I remember right, you had Rob, like the robot thing, right? I did do. I did have the Rob. I never had the Power Glove though. So wow. I remember having the Rob. Now the thing with the Rob was it was novel to have like a <laughs> robot that was moving and doing things. But in retrospect, quite the boring game. You know, it was. It what was, was that Gyromite. Yeah, it was like, and, and you know, we would move the little things that would balance on his little hands and they'd transfer over somewhere and you're just like, oh my gosh, we are at the cusp of artificial intelligence. You know what I mean? And it wasn't anything like that, but you know, it felt like it. It was just like, oh my gosh, there's a robot in my house, you know? But why is it taking so long? I know, I know. No, you know, and then I had the power pad you know, at, at one point. And so you remember the power pad, you could like do the running, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. That was, that was the version I got. So when I finally got one, I think it was Christmas, I want to say 88, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, I got the version with the power pad. So, you know, came with the three games and one cartridge, Super How Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt and uh, world-class track meet. Yeah, let me ask you, as far as world-class track meet, how many times did you actually run on that pad before you went on your knees and started padding it to be able to beat Cheetah? Uh, just a couple because, yeah, right. you know, I got it for Christmas. And during that Christmas break, I had invited my friend Justin over to uh, – um, I wasn't trying to show off the Nintendo, but, you know, I had two controllers, and I was like, I'm going to invite my best friend over to come play. And and he was a little more devious than me. I don't know if my young, naive, innocent mind just didn't think about cheating when playing world-class track meet. But he was like, dude, why are you running? And he got down on his knees and just started pounding it with his fists and was and like running, like blowing Cheetah out of the water. I was like, how did you do that? I was like, okay, that's, that's how I'm playing it from now on. If ever I play this game, I'm getting down there. I'm just hitting it with my hands. And I mean, that made the, the long jump, the triple jump, the hurdles, all of it made it so much easier. You just fly over all that stuff. Hilarious. I mean, you'd be like pounding your hands down like you were some fancy bongo drum player. You know what I mean? You'd be like, Grrr. and then yep. all of a sudden when you had to do the jump, you're just like, everybody stops. Yeah. You should know, yeah. like, keep your hands up in the air. Quiet. And we're back down. You know what I Cause, mean? Because if you, if you didn't land eventually like it would disqualify you yeah or you'd land too soon you'd, you'd fumble over you know what i mean oh yeah. my gosh the power pad who could forget but that's the only game i ever played with the power pad did yeah. did you ever play any of the other games i think there were like like i don't know maybe four that were compatible yeah no no i didn't no it was just that one and i think it was short-lived for me um you know i found a lot of neat things. little novelty it was you know, just the idea, it was groundbreaking. I think that's the thing about the Nintendo is it was just ground. You had the Atari before it, but this was a, this was a whole nother level. Yeah. Having this controller like this that you could play. Um, oh my gosh. Just, uh, just a whole nother level. So uh, what's the first game? So you had the three pack 
the, right. the partridge with the three. I mean, yeah. obviously, Duck Hunt, you know, you and I have com compiled a list of our favorite top tens here that we're going to talk about. Um, I would like to think that knowing you and you knowing me, that Duck Hunt would not be on that top 10 list. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that Duck Hunt is not on your top 10 list. Is that correct? Man, that don't, don't assume things, man. Well, I'm sorry. If it is, I apologize. But, <laughs> you know, while, while I did not include it on my top 10, I did, there was some enjoyment. I even to this day can remember the exact sounds of that whole scene. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like it's like buried in my mind for how many times that I did that. Yeah, and I mean, and as repetitive as it is, like every every level is the same. All the sounds just repeat. Yeah, the dog um, laughing at you when you miss. You, you want to shoot the dog, but you tried can't. to shoot the dog. Tried. You tried. They, they just didn't write that into the program. They should have. They yeah, should have. Um, not and you know, I'm not sure. Dogs, just saying, for all of you, we love dogs. Oh yeah, dogs are great. Yeah. It's video game dogs that are stupid. Should be shot. And if you were around in the mid to late '80s and experienced Duck Hunt the way we did, you'd hate that dog too. He laughed at you every time. Every what time. What kind of gall? I mean, it's oh, you you feed the dog. You pet the dog. You give Let it a good out. home. Let the dog come out to go duck hunting with us. He's supposed to help us go get the little things. And what happens if you, you know, just happen to miss a couple of ducks? He gets up and laughs in your face. Did, did, I don't even recall him congratulating me or being proud of me when I would hit the ducks. All that would happen was like 100 or 200 or something like that would fall from them, you know, saying that I earned some point value. But the well, dog no, he, He'd stand up with the, the ducks in his hands. That doesn't mean anything. That was his job. <laughs> That's anyway. true. Anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Enough dog hating. Um, it, oh, what was I going to ask? I was going to ask you something. About duck hunt? Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was remembering Gyromite. Um, <clears throat> so as boring as that game was, and I know we've already touched on it and not to backpedal, but uh, I had this memory of, you know, when I was over there playing – and uh, you would give me the second controller to control it instead of having the robot do it. Yeah. And so, like, I would control those columns that would move up yeah. and down. <laughs> yeah. I have this distinct memory of your sister fussing at us, saying that we were cheating by not using the robot. <laughs> that does seem like something she would say, <laughs> you know. But um, I don't know that she ever really appreciated the NES. Now, I will say that my sister ended up marrying a man who loathes pretty much loathes all video games after the nes oh and really so he is hardcore classic nintendo will play an emulator will do whatever he can even has had a classic nes system you know and we'll talk about what that takes to be able to operate an nes system after some time right oh, yeah. but to even have it last as long as it did and he is hardcore about those so I find it to be poetic justice. Now, he didn't even move on to the Super Nintendo? No. I mean, he had played it, but he was very much a classic NES kind of guy. Wow. And even to this day, I mean, we're, we're talking, oh, man, I got to throw an honorable mention game that I did that just came to mind <laughs> on here. Sorry. Hold on. I'm writing it down. 
Um, so, um, so I love that about him because I was sharing with him that we were going to talk about this. And we were just kind of going through and I was giving my list and he would be like, wait, are you saying that's the best or your favorite? And I was like, it's my favorite. He was like, clearly that's not the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? now, he's, he's such an expert on what the best was, you know, but he would be, he, he's played it for all of these years. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I moved on to the PS5 or anything like that. So God bless. So, so does he still have an NES or did he like, has he moved on and gotten like the NES classic that, you know, has the preloaded 30 games on it? Um, no, I mean, I have that one, um, but I don't think he got that. I think what his son has <laughs> the switch. Um, uh, oh, so he's switch has the ability to play the classics. Yeah. Okay. You know, so that's I good. I think he's seen that, but, um, they did have it. I don't know if they still have it. Um, speaking of the degradation of the NES classic system, I mean, do you remember what we had to do when the games wouldn't work? Oh, you blow into them. You had to blow into the cartridge, but it wasn't just blowing into the cartridge. You had, you had to, to go. <sighs> yeah. And you, you had, had to, to use hot air and you had to push it a few times. Then you had to like bring it out to the certain cusp so that it would just barely scrape the inside as it went down and then it might work. Yeah. It, it was a ritual. It was a ritual. Um, you know, actually, uh, looking back, they have they have debunked that and have said that uh, by blowing into the game and by like including that moisture of our hot air, uh, actually does more to damage the video game than oh, garbage. That's, that's what they garbage. say. That's I don't what care they what say. they say. The magic of what we did, <laughs> you know, I mean, worked every time. Let me tell you what. That's like somebody who works at a Starbucks now and presses the button to get their their espresso is telling somebody who was actually tamping the shots and making them hardcore back, you know, a decade ago, didn't need to do that. I'm telling you what, man, we knew we were on the front lines of the Nintendo. It was necessary. It's a skill. I listed on my resume. I know? remember uh, this was a few years ago, but I was, this was when I was still living in North Carolina, I was hanging out with, uh, with Nicole and her kids and, you know, they, they all had, um, I guess it was the DS at that point, the Nintendo DS had come out and, and uh, so they were playing that and um, playing, I think new super Mario brothers yeah. that had come out for that. Yeah. And uh, of course, you know, with, with any game now, everything's got to save. You, you, you can like have three different save slots on it. So multiple people can play it. Multiple people can like, you don't have to play from start to finish every time you play it. Right. You can get halfway through, decide I'm going to save it and I'll come back and play it again tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And, and the kids are complaining about how hard the game is. And I'm sitting there like, oh, come on, you, you poor kids know. with all your safe spaces. Yeah. yeah. You we didn't have to, when we had Super Mario Brothers back in 1985, there was no such thing as a save. You lose, you lose hard. There, there no. wasn't there wasn't even a checkpoint on the level. No. If you died, you go back to the beginning. No, that only happened with Sonic. You know what I mean? Yeah. When Sonic came along for Genesis, you <laughs> had brought up the checkpoints. Like, what? You could do that? You know, but now, you know, on the Switch, I mean, you can be playing a game and you can just pause and have a suspend point is what they call it. You know what I mean? And be able to freeze. But I do remember there were games like Punch-Out, for example, where or Metroid, you know what I mean? Where, yes, 
if you died, you had this insanely long code. Oh yeah. You had to write down, you know what I mean? And it wasn't just letters or numbers. There were symbols in there, like exclamation points, hashtags, question marks, like everything that you could find on a keyboard, but you couldn't just type it in either. You had to scroll through everything. Uh, like capital letters lowercase letters exactly oh my gosh oh that was that was hard it was like the biggest deterrent for losing yeah it's like as an as you know being an 80s kid now an adult you're just like the pressure of failure you know be like where do we get that from (laughs) you know we got it from from our video games yeah 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 yeah. if we fail we either have to start over again or we have to memorize some like 90 digit passcode yeah no second place for losers you know what i mean i mean you're the first or last yeah first or last um so let me ask you this what do you remember what games you actually had for the nintendo yeah i um you know there were some that were you know i'm sure lost in my mind you and i talked about having back to the future how i had that you had two and three um but predominantly I had probably 15 to 20 games, you know, that I, that I can remember. And there were some other ones, like there was a Budokan game or something like that, that I remember playing. There was, you know, Karate Kid um, that I played. Um, definitely deserve an honorable mention just for catching the flies alone. <laughs> I used to um, love that game, man. Oh my gosh. That was hardcore. Like that's, that's but, one of those games that like people rank as like one of the hardest games that, ever came out for the nintendo but i'm like dude if you figure out how to do it you can get all the way through that game in like 10 minutes um, yeah it's true if you do, if you dominate the, the 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 way i don't know if you've seen some of these game these um videos where they'll have like super mario brothers and somebody's going through it with a modified version yeah. that has everything coming at them every which way on a modded board yeah it's like oh my gosh you is know? that like the the mario maker thing yeah, yeah, and they'll have a board that has the fireball, you know, things that go around. Yeah. And they're like jumping over which way and they'll jump backwards and forwards and it's just like precision. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, nope, that's not me. That wasn't nope. Well, me. something else that's that's really popular too is uh you find YouTube videos where people are like speed running through some of these old games. And I think it's I think it's fascinating. Like there's Gosh. you know, games that that I, you know, may not have played for 20, 30 years, but you know, I'm watching people who have like made a career out of like speed running Metroid and they've, they've figured out how to um, get by on the minimum of items and like they exploit glitches and they're able to like get to mother brain in like 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, good gosh, man. It's crazy. It's that was, that was actually the first game I bought after I got my Nintendo was, was Metroid. Metroid. Oh my gosh. You know, the thing I love about Metroid is that it was the kind of progressive game where you really had to, to earn the items to be able to get to the next board. Yeah. You, know, you, you couldn't just like, it wasn't open world, you know, it kind of deviated from the Zelda, you know, because Zelda, you could go anywhere you wanted to. Right. But Metroid, you had a very limited amount of areas you could go to without advancing. But at the same time, it wasn't, um linear either it definitely wasn't linear no like you could there there are definitely you know several different paths you can take um it's very easy to get lost especially once you get into uh what they refer to as the norfair area 
there's just it's it's so Do you uh, remember is, is labyrinthinian a word i forgot what well, it is now man it's now <laughs> do you remember trying to get to crade using bombs oh my gosh yeah at that one like, spot and 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 i think at that like when i tried to do that at that point um you know i was still early enough on me playing the game and 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 the lack of experience i had with the game you know i didn't have high jump boots nope. and so it's like if i can't figure out how to bomb my way over here i'm stuck yeah yeah so <laughs> and i can't get yeah. out and I there's love- no enemies here so i can't get killed yeah i would just have to stop the game and I you would- don't get a password if yeah. you stop the game yeah that's right so you just like sit there the whole time now i will say that the new metroid dread that came out on the switch um I, I played that i beat that and it was very reminiscent of the original metroid um yeah. in a great way it's like it combined metroid and super metroid and then threw in some extra stuff that was uh excellent um yeah. but it's really hard to you know these games being 2d and what they were just these days probably just wouldn't be appealing to the youth i suppose but but for us i mean there wasn't anything like that ever you know yeah. what I mean? It was just incredible. Like I, I look back on on those those games and and that system and even even the control pad, you know, just the simplicity of it. And yeah. I look at the PlayStation and I'm like, why are there 16 buttons? Why do we need <laughs> two analog sticks? Yeah. You know, back in my day, I had a direction pad. I had select, start, B and A. That's all we needed. That's all you need. Yeah. No, I mean, the introduction of a joystick, which, of course, the joystick has been around since the Atari, but being able to do it with a thumb and not just your hand, you know, like as, as a joystick handle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, change things with the, um, you know, with uh, the 64. You know, that was that was a game changer for that. But the truth is, you know, the, the straightforward Nintendo controller, you know, is, uh, oh, I think, I think it's just, it has a natural fit in my hand. Now, I don't know if you've actually held one of these, as you, you know, in the recent years, and now that we're grown adults, but they are so small. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've I've got the NES Classic, and so the the controller is exactly what it used to be. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, it's compared to holding like a, a PlayStation controller or good gosh, an Xbox controller, which is like trying to hold a, I don't know, an old rotary phone in your hand. <laughs> um. You know this like i said the, the simplicity of it was oh, was very nice like i i've i've still i've i've continued to you know get the video game systems with with each generation right now my my newest system is the ps4 yeah. um once once the ps5 becomes readily available again i'm i'm planning on getting one at some point yeah um you know just because i know there are games that are coming out on it that i'm going to want to get but having said all that i do still like you know to this day it doesn't matter which system i've had for the last 20 years you know i've i I keep complaining that the games are just too complicated there's too many things to do and uh and i look back with with fond nostalgia on on the nintendo the super nintendo and then anything past that it's like everything's just gotten too complicated like i said i still play stuff um but i get bored easily because i don't know it's it's 
the, I guess the complicated nature of, of newer games that have come out. Sure. Um, What's well, an investment of your time, of your mental energy? Yeah. I mean, I, and I, who's I, got that at the end of well, the day? Yeah. You think, you know, you're working all day and, you know, for, for me and my work, you know, I'm doing all these emails and then you can jump to a game. It's just like you're working still you yeah. know, working on something else. Um, yeah. As opposed to some of the games that we're used to from our childhood where, <clears throat> you know, we would be able to play these and it's just pretty straightforward. You know, I was playing right. Hell Dragon 2 on the Switch recently uh, and I was like pretty straightforward. I mean, there's just, just get to the other side of the screen. You punch, you kick, you, you got enemies like, coming at you one at a time, you hmm. knock them all down and then you get out of there. Yeah, I mean, those those were... Um, you know, I think the simplicity of that's uh, fantastic. But then, you know, then there's great milestones, you know, and when you do advance or you get to the end of something, I mean, playing um, against, you know, or beating Contra, you know what I mean, was amazing. You know, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say beating any game, really. I mean, it was, it was such an accomplishment. Um you know, I, I can probably I was gonna say count on one hand how many games I've I've beaten over the years on, on the NES, but that can't that's not true at all. I I'm sure I've beaten tons of games. I'm sure you have too. Like you know, the so many of them um they were they were made simply and it wasn't it I, I think it wasn't until you get into the 16 bit era where game developers decided you know what let's make them a little bit harder yeah because yeah. because at this point we're we're in the era of you can go to blockbuster and rent video games yeah and and you know if if kids are going and renting a nintendo game for the weekend the the goal is i'm gonna beat this game before i have to take it back to blockbuster on sunday yeah that's true and I found that to be true with the Super Nintendo. You know, I think that was the era that that the games started coming out at Blockbuster and then eventually Hollywood Video, you know, was really when Super Nintendo hit. Because I remember there being such a limited NES, you know, availability, you know, at that time. To rent? Yeah, to, to rent. And maybe that was just my area. But I just, I remember there being, when SNES hit, that was the era of going and renting from Blockbuster and getting the games. Oh gosh. I know I remember I remember renting you get, games. You get a lot of NES games when you were doing it. Oh shoot, yeah. Um well and and Blockbuster wasn't a big thing around here until I guess the 90s. Yeah. And so that's when the SNES would have been out. But um we had we had a a rental membership or whatever to a couple of uh a couple of different places um, there was a there was a place called Omni Video. Yeah, I remember that. Across from Towers yep. Mall up there, um, it was like it was so sketchy because oh, yeah. it was down like in a basement. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, but I remember renting games from there. Uh, they didn't have a huge selection because it was like one room. Yep. Um, but uh, but do you remember Farmore? Farmore. I don't remember Farmore. P H A R hyphen m-o-r no what was that one so far more was it was like a a cross between like a drugstore and 
a a Walmart, like not a super oh, Walmart, okay. yeah, yeah, but like the original, like smaller. It's just a little department store kind of thing. I remember like the Rex and the Super X. I remember those, but I don't remember Farmore. Well, Farmore had a, an entire like movie and video game rental section. And so we oh. had, that's usually where we got our, our rentals was, oh. was it far more? They had, uh, I guess, good deals on, you know, renting stuff for the weekend, but they had a huge NES selection. Yeah. And so anytime my dad was talking about going and renting a movie, I was like, can I come and get a game? Absolutely. So, um, you know, it was, it was the kind of thing where, you know, then you try to talk about, well, can I get more than one? Can I get three? <laughs> And, uh, and it's like, you only have so much time in your weekend, man. Just pick right. one. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I remember spending so much time on some of these games. Uh, I remember going to the arcade at Tanglewood and playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. And for that to be on the Nintendo was like the jam. That was oh my like gosh. such an amazing time to be able to play. Yeah. Yeah. So, when that When that game came out, it was like... That was like the most highly anticipated, like up and uh, until Super Mario three came out. Yeah, Ninja Turtles two, the arcade game was like, oh my gosh, they're they're bringing the arcade game home. Oh no way! Hated the first one. With oh yeah, passion it was so hard. <laughs> with a passion, hated the first one, but the second one, oh my gosh, wow! Yeah, that game. Yeah. Yeah. I would I'm I'm gonna be honest with you for a second here. Um, we both wanted that game very badly. And when you got it before I did, you called and you bragged about it. And I was so angry. <laughs> oh, that sounds like something little, I would little nine-year-old Aaron was like, you son of a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do recall not being the best cousin, you know, when it came to some of those things. Go ahead and just say it. I, know I was, was going to say, should we talk about player one go, versus player two? Go ahead, go ahead and say it. <laughs> all right. All right, folks. Here's you. here's the story. Here's here's where it, it all comes you're gonna, out. You're just here's, you're you're going to lose all respect for Invarious, and yeah. and you're going to like Pekka Palooza. That stock's going to rise just a little bit. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no, it's not. You're just going to feel feel sorry for uh, for young Pekka Palooza. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, before I got the Nintendo, my family had the Atari. We had the Atari 2600, which isn't anything to write home about. I mean, if you've been around and played the Atari, you know, like it's, yeah, you got a joystick and one button. Um, but there were plenty of two-player games. And when Invarius would come over to my house, uh, you know, yes, he had a Nintendo at home, but I, I assumed that the Atari was like a novelty because you didn't have one. And so it's like, I want to experience this when I'm at my cousin's house, right? Am, am I off base there? No, I think everything you're saying, I will admit to free. Okay. And uh, well, when, when he would come over and we would put in a two-player game, like say Mario Brothers, like the original, not Super Mario Brothers, but Mario Brothers where you've got Mario and Luigi and they, they hit, like, these creatures from underneath, and, like, you just got to clear the board. And uh, I did have that on the Atari 2600. It's not, not a great version of it, but it, it was passable. Two-player game. 
And what would Invarius say? Do you, <laughs> do you want to quote yourself? Guests first. Guests first. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I don't mind being player two. I can I can handle being Luigi. Uh, you you can be Mario. That's fine. Didn't matter what game it was. Uh, you know, could have been could have been Donkey Kong. I, I don't even know if Donkey Kong was on the Atari. I don't think it, I don't think I had that. Oh, but you know, Pitfall or yeah. any of those games that had you know, if there was a two player function, yeah. uh, my cousin the guest was uh, player one. Yes, first. Then now, you go to my house though. Yeah, let me let me ask you, what was it when I came to your house? Was it was it guests first? Or when we played Super Mario Brothers, yeah. Who who was I? I you had to go second player. I was I was Luigi yeah, again. You had, you had to be second player. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why that is. Yeah, because hey, you know what? I'm living proof people can change. <laughs> you 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 can you can always be first player. You know, whenever you come over now. So yeah. <laughs> well, uh, they don't make two player games anymore. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> now it's all multiplayer. So it's whoever's. You know, um, no, it's true. It's true. I was, I was always manipulating to be able to be first player. So send your angry emails too. <laughs> no, just yeah. kidding. Um, all right. So we've talked about renting games. What about trading games? Did you ever like, I know you and I traded games back and forth, like, cause I had some games that you didn't have and you had some that I didn't have. So we would often between the two of us, but did you ever trade with other people like other not, friends? Not really. I mean, I had my friend Justin down the street, down the street and we would play. Um, but I mean, we would just, I think we just kind of stayed to side. I think we may have traded once or twice, but not, not a whole lot of trading. I was, I mean, I, I would collect these and I would, I would really enjoy playing them um, over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, did you have many that you traded? I think primarily, you know, we just like I, with you, yeah, like, yeah, you know, I'd borrow a game from you and you'd borrow something from me, like sure. just like a, a, an equal transfer. Yeah. Um, cause I think like, so like, say you had, you had karate kid, um, you had yeah. super Mario brothers too. And I never had that one. Yep. Yeah. So I like think, I would, yeah. I would trade you something that, uh, that you wanted to play yeah. while i would borrow super mario 2 or karate kid or something i remember borrowing back to future 2 from you and i think didn't i borrow paperboy from you i don't Did remember ever you? owning paperboy i had paperboy in, on game boy so maybe that was it yeah maybe that was it yeah but, and there's a few there's a few games i mean that um i don't know if you remember playing a game like tech mobile no gosh yeah yeah. So that that game. <laughs> oh man, that that was a great game to play. And then there were games like baseball that you would play, but you uh -huh. wouldn't really. It wasn't like the the high end game. Oh no no no! You know, that you would trade out with anybody, but it was. I mean, it was a fun game to play. Yeah yeah, some of those early Nintendo games that were you know straight up made by Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you had so you had baseball, you had golf, you had, yeah. didn't you have that pinball game? I had the pinball game. Yeah, yeah that was fun. I, I always yeah. enjoyed that one. Those were all good. I think probably by the end of it, I probably had about twenty-five uh, games. And do you remember they were in that black sleeve? Oh yeah, yeah. 
the little black sleeve that supposed they supposed to protect it from all that dust that we have to blow out of it. Blow out of it later <laughs> on, which totally worked. Um, Every time. All right, so I want to I want to get into this top ten. Um, there are some honorable mentions for me, but I've got to know. I I, I want to just start with the top ten working down. Okay. All right, and so let's roll, and you tell. Let's just you you start. We'll go ten, and we'll go down to number one last. I'll be surprised if if some of our list doesn't overlap a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Um, again, let's preface this. These are just our personal favorites. These are not necessarily um, officially, you know, the top ten NES games of all time based on oh. sales or yeah, rankings yeah. or anything like that. This and, is just. What we choose. I'm sure that my brother-in-law is going to go, what? You know, to some of these. <laughs> so, and that's okay. But I will say mine are based upon the great amount of time that I played them over and over again and enjoyed them. And see yeah. Um, do we do honorable mentions first or just go through the top 10 and then mention, do the honorable mentions? After? Well, let's go through honorable mentions so we can save the best for last. So, well, what are some honorable mentions for you? All right, so I've got four honorable honorable mentions. Uh, Karate Kid, okay, uh, simply because I enjoyed the crap out of that game. Sure. Uh, Duck Hunt, I, I left as an honorable mention, um, just because of the replayability of it. Yeah, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, specifically Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah, I know it's it's seriously Mike Tyson's. Right there's there's Punch Out. And then there's Mike Tyson's punch out. Mike right. Tyson's punch out is the one where when you get to the end, you fight Mike Tyson. Fight Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Uh, and DuckTales. <laughs> oh, I love DuckTales. That was, that was a that was very such good a game. Fun game. Do you remember playing Aladdin? Not on the NES. Oh, man. That was on a, the, on the Super NES. That yes. might have been Super Nintendo that I'm trying to, that I'm remembering. And that Lion King. I think most of those were Super Nintendo. All right. My, my honorable mentions were Paperboy. Okay. Um, it's pretty hard for me, actually. Um, uh, Excite Bike. Oh, I forgot about Excite Bike. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. a good one. Of course, Donkey Kong, and yeah, uh, and then classic. Double Dragon Two. You know, I really, I really loved Double Dragon Two. I thought it was really cool how you can not only just punch or kick, but you could actually grab somebody and headbutt them. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, doo, 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 you know. Well, the thing about Double Dragon 2 that was great was you started off with all of the moves instead of like in the first Double Dragon, you had to earn them. You had to earn them, right, right. Um, Double Dragon 2 was the one in the arcade too, right? I mean, like you could, same thing at Tanglewood. You could play it You could play it at the arcade, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, Double Dragon 2 winds up as my number 10 spot. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, you listed one of mine is in there too, so. All right, so Double Dragon 2 is your, num- is your number 10? Uh-huh. Nice. Um, let's see. My number 10 goes to Super Mario Brothers 3. And uh, I really I enjoyed that game a lot. I think the way that you advance in the levels and the way that you earn things, and you had the slot machine where you could earn things and you got the, and you, oh, got yeah, the yeah. Leaf, you know what I mean? So you got the leaf to be able to turn into a raccoon, which may, could fly. You know, some of these things I think about now, the concepts, I'm like, who was... Who was at the helm of the creative that was like, you know what? They're going to get a brown leaf, and then he's going to turn into a raccoon, and that raccoon can fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally makes sense. <laughs> I mean, for real. I mean, the, the whole mushroom thing, I oh, mean, well, maybe they were doing mushrooms when they were creating <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Life you know, so much bigger when I have mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> this mushroom makes you bigger. Yeah, and then and then you get a flower, and then you can shoot fireballs out of your nose. That's right, because it goes. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you watch that hand goes right up to the nose and then throws him out. Oh my gosh. All right, what's number nine? Number nine is the original Super Mario Brothers for me. You know what? We both got the same number nine. That's nice. the same for me. Yeah, original. Excellent. Love that um, game. Love the warp levels. It you is know, a classic. That. It is it is uh, like undeniably. I don't know. There was there was something I just remember as a kid at the age of five or six, or whenever the first time I ever played the original super Mario brothers was it's just something magical and like unending about it. Like today I can pick up super Mario brothers on the classic or on the switch or something. And, you know, just power through it and, and be done with the game in 15, 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. But like, as a kid, it's like, there are eight worlds and four stages on each world. That's going to take three days to finish. Yeah. And do you remember how, you know, we're all trying to think of ways to further warp, like the idea that you could jump over the pole at the end? Oh, gosh, yeah. Remember, it was just like, oh, I just, you just have to be right at the edge. I heard about this guy that did it one time. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. All these <laughs> urban legends of like, there were so you, can, you can get to the minus world <laughs> yeah, if you go minus. through the wall. Like, and some of these are glitches that are, that actually exist. And like, so I've, you know, Today is easy to see, like, because people have, you know, made YouTube videos about how to sure. actually do these things. Sure. But like back in the day, it's like there, there are these myths that people have come up with. It's like, how do, how do we know this is real? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you jump over the pole at the end of the at the level, you know, the space time continuum breaks down. You know what I mean? So <laughs> actually, what happens is, so there is there's, I can't remember if it's one or two different levels that you can actually do that. You can you can manage to jump over the pole and it won't end the level. You just keep running. And, and all it is, it just keeps repeating the, the frame over and over again. And you, keep, you just keep running until time runs out. And that's wow. it. Wow. So, yeah, it, all that stuff, all those myths that we heard about as kids were real. real. We just had no way of proving it because the internet didn't exist. Hey, as a quick side note, I got... Um for Christmas, this novelty item that are their coasters, their NES coasters that actually look like, and you can see this, but our viewers who's listening can't, but they look like the original game cartridge. Oh, nice. And they're like, I can attest that they actually do look like the, the cartridge. They're really cool. I love all that stuff. What you don't know, listener, is that he's actually using old Nintendo cartridges as coasters. <laughs> Yeah, because original. they're useless otherwise. They are little bricks. I've been trying to blow on them for years. <laughs> um, all well, right, what, what's your number eight? Number eight is Castlevania. Ooh, Love one. Castlevania. Good one. Yeah. I never, I never got to the end. I never beat no? Dracula. Never, never mm. got that far. It was, it was, it was hard. hard. That was a hard game. Hard game. It really was. Especially when you got down, when you're down in the swamp area. You know what I mean? I, I had such a hard time. Yeah. yeah. But I loved I loved the game, the Beaumont. They even had the cartoon. You remember they did the cartoon? And they've come out with new cartoons now on like Netflix and stuff. But I'm talking about the cartoon back then. Like Captain N? Yeah. With Simon Belmont on there. Captain N! You remember? <coughs> the you Game remember Master. You remember coming over my house? 
Oh yeah. And we would play outside and we were both fighting against mother, mother brain. We were little kids. Yeah, guys, we didn't, we didn't just play Nintendo on Nintendo. We went outside and used our imaginations to continue playing Nintendo. Did in my <laughs> and I had this big backyard, and we would go and we would fight against Mother Brain. Yeah, have you know like things we would. Was, there was no actual Mother Brain. It was just an imaginary. She's right there. Get her. <laughs> I would. I would like to hope that our listeners, you know, well, you know, we do have some young listeners. They could be like, "You for real saw Mother Brain? Did yes. you YouTube it? You know." We, we saw Mother Brain, we broke the yeah. jar. Yeah, we broke the jar. And then fired missiles directly into the brain. <laughs> and we won. And we won. Then we had to escape in less than three minutes or the entire planet exploded. That's true. Um, all right, so what's your number eight? My number eight uh, is one we've already talked about, Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Oh, man. I have that rank so much higher. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so... And you remember, do you remember how you get to certain levels and um, like there was like the question of are there codes? Because remember how, oh God, of course, we have the Contra code and there was just the right. question of could you have codes to be able to get extra lives in that game? Yeah, yeah, always, especially yeah. especially games made by Konami yeah. because you had the Konami code for Contra. And so like any game that, that Konami put out and didn't they put out the Ninja Turtles games? They did, yeah, that's right. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, that was that was always the thing, and and I don't believe the arcade game did have any code to have extra lives. Can't remember with that one. There was a code, but you remember Game Genie that came oh, out? Yeah, yeah. Man, that that was a game changer. We probably shouldn't talk about that because technically that is cheating. <laughs> but it was so much fun. It was <clears throat> the Game Genie. All right, number seven, I gave to Gradius. Ooh, I forgot about Gradius. That was a good Gradius one. Gradius was an insanely fun game. Especially um, if you could get all of those um, all the bonus things, things at the yeah. bottom. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the Galaga game, but like horizontal. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but just the, the ships and I mean, the big ships that came. And if you got all the loadouts with it, I mean, you were a powerhouse. Yeah, you're practically you invincible at that point. And then you die and you lose it all. <laughs> and you lose everything. And it's like, <laughs> crap, I'm on level eight and I can't get anywhere now because oh, I don't have any of my power-ups. No! Yeah. I That's know. when you use the game gene to always have the power-ups. <laughs> the, the Nintendo Switch has it where they have different versions of the games like Gradius, but you also you get all the power ups that when you start off. Oh, like, nice! Sheets already loaded in. Excellent. <laughs> What's your number seven? My number seven is Castlevania Two: Simon's oh, Quest. Yeah, yeah, Simon's Quest. Yeah. Um, which I feel like a lot of people would disagree with. I I feel like Castlevania Two gets a bad rap, um, because it's very different than the original Castlevania. Very different. And then Castlevania Three was a return to form for Castlevania. But then, you know, Castlevania 2 is like, there's more of, um, I would say, an RPG element to it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, where you uh, basically have to earn experience as you go along. And um, I don't know. I, I, I thought the, like, the puzzle aspect of it was it, was, it was a very complicated game, but I enjoyed it. Like, I loved yeah, playing it yeah. over and over again. And again... This is this is before the internet, so you know stuff on here on these games like it was like, 
you have to figure this out for yourself. Out. Now there was the Nintendo Power, which was there was an Nintendo Power, but and I love that subscription. But I mean, really, you did have to figure stuff out. No, yeah. there's no game that you could mention that would offend me, other than Link Two. Oh yeah, well, that's not on my list at all. That that should be stricken. You know. Um. No, I I never liked the Adventure of Link Zelda Two. It was it was. Um, I understand it when people say that they enjoy it. I get, I get it, but uh, it was never like I never enjoyed playing that game. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought the difficulty level was a little too high. I thought the change in the way that it was like the gameplay, the difference between that and the original Legend of Zelda was, uh, I don't know. Rambo I, was a better game. What's that? Rambo was a better game than that. Remember Rambo? When they came out the Rambo game? No. Kind of 2D kind of thing. I mean, it couldn't have been that good, though. <laughs> or even Friday the 13th, you know? I did have Friday the 13th. I don't understand why I had Friday the 13th. I look back at my childhood and I'm like, I was, I was not like a, a slasher movie kind of kid, right? Now, I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed a horror movie, but like I was never one who, who liked Friday the 13th or, or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, those kind of movies when I was a kid. Like I laugh at them now because they're so ridiculous, but I had Friday the 13th, the game, and it is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life, but I used to play it over and over again. Right, right. Like, it was just, yeah. like, the challenge of trying to defeat Jason, and he would come out of nowhere. Like, there were literally jump scares in that game. Like, how do you put a jump scare in an 8-bit game? They but they it. managed to do it. They did it. Um, not in my top 10, but I did own that game. All right, so what's your next one? Uh, where are we at? Number six? Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. You know, I mean, I I didn't put that in my top ten. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was a bit of a deviation. Um, and there were some things that were fun with it. I found it to be just, it was just so different in such a such a escape from the genre of the game. You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know that I, I appreciate it as much as you might. But I know there's a lot of people who absolutely loved the game, you know? Yeah. Especially with the eggs, you know, being able to pick up things and throw them. You know, that was a new introduction. Yeah. So, um, my five is Tecmo Bowl. Always. Wait, did you give your six? Yeah, I, I did Gradius. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Um, I did Tecmo Bowl for my five, and um, I always played the LA Raiders every time. Every time. Do you remember who you would play? Uh, no, I don't. Because I don't think I ever played it that much. Do you remember running backwards to your own end zone? Oh, yeah. And doing the Hail Mary and then going all the way to the other end zone? And yeah, catch absolutely. So much fun. If, you, if you play with the right team, you can throw it all the way across the entire field. That was so, That's such a fun game. Um. And, and really groundbreaking, too, because you think about all these games with the EA now, you know, that are out. I mean, Tecmo Bowl started it all. So you like Tecmo Bowl over Super Tecmo Bowl? I think so. I think I pretty much just played the Tecmo Bowl, and I don't think I ever deviated from that. Um, 
Because unlike mo- you know, most games, when they add the Super in front of it, that was for the Super Nintendo. But Super Tecmo Bowl was still an NES game. Yeah, I think I just played the regular Tecmo Bowl, and I just rocked that out from the start, from, from the get-go. Um, my number five is Mega Man 3. I love the Mega Man games. Oh, I didn't even think about those. They are so hard. Um, I feel like a lot of people, like if they're making a top 10 list and they're going to include a Mega Man, they'll put two on the list. Yeah. That's um, but too. for me, three was, uh, I thought three was the best one. Um, but they're all, they're, I mean, they're, they're all basically the same type of game. Sure. I think I like what I liked with three was it introduced Rush, the robot dog. dog. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that one kind of holds a special place for me. I would say between them two and which is the one that I owned and 10 that came out later. Two and 10 were probably my favorite ones just for all the things that you could do. Yeah. You know, with them. Um, all right. And then for my number five, nine, five, I have punch out. Is this five or four? I think I'm on. How many did I do? One, two, three. I thought five was Tech My Ball. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Sorry, I might have been out of order. So my number five is my number six was Tech My Ball. So my number five is Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Man, I got to say, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. What a game. I mean, just, and you remember how if you're, when you're in between rounds, you could, you hit the select button and then, your trainer's hand goes faster and yeah. your energy goes up. Yeah, but you could only do that once per fight. Maybe one time. Yeah, you can only do it one time. Yeah. But, uh, where would you normally get – I mean, we all kind of have one or two that we would just kind of get to, and it's just, like, very hard to get past. Um, I think Soda Popinski was that my – Soda Popinski. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. he was I, I don't think I ever got to Mike Tyson without using the, the genie passcode. Oh, the passcode, yeah. To yeah. like skip everything and go directly to Mike Tyson. Um, because I couldn't get past Soda Popinski. I played the Sand I got to Sandman at one point. And and that was that that was hard. I was decimated. But he was before, wasn't he before Soda Popinski? I thought he was right after him. Or was he before him? I think he's before. I think it goes Bald Bull and then Mr. Sandman and then Soda Popinski. Yeah. I, don't I think. I don't know. You remember getting caught with Soda Popinski many times. And that one hit he would do, I mean, that would just knock. Because he'd do that thing where he spins around. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like, you think you've predicted how many times he's going to go around, but then he does one extra one and you forgot to duck. Ugh. Yeah. Most enjoyable fight, though. What's what's the one that you would really enjoy fighting? Uh, King Hippo. That's so great. <laughs> so good. I always like the I, – I got a lot out of the Piston Honda fight. You know what I mean? Banzai! Yeah, that was a good one. Because <laughs> you had to know how to, to take the hit. You know, you had to block. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's always Glass Joe, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just... Why not? Or Don Flamingo. Flamingo. Uh... Flamingo? Flamenco. Right. That guy. That guy. Um, all right. So where are we at? Number four? Yeah. Number four, I have Final Fantasy. Oh, I loved Final Fantasy. The I didn't original put it on my top, top ten, but it, man, that's such a good game. 
um, start of the franchise. Uh, I do not consider it the best Final Fantasy that came out for the NES. No. Um, but having it be the only one that made it to the U.S. on the NES, yeah. uh, it's it's in my list. If if Final Fantasy three had been released in the in, in America, that would replace this one. Um, because Final Fantasy three was, uh, I don't know if you've ever played like those, the, the ones that were never released here, but they were like eventually released as like, um, ports to the PlayStation or to the Game Boy Advance. And, uh, I've, so I've, I've had a chance to play those old games, um, that have been remastered and, and three is, uh, you know, for that old classic system i think three was the the best of those first first three oh, yeah. games such good games i mean i remember i probably invested the most time my original the first one that i played hardcore was on the game boy oh and yeah yeah that that one was the one that i would play a lot uh number four for me goes to to legend of zelda um i uh you know i think i only beat legend of zelda once one or two times but I played it way more than that, you know, and just um, I remember when my kids got their DS and they were able to play it, um, I, uh, I like downloaded the map, <laughs> you know, the entire map. And I remember when I downloaded, I was like, oh, there. Yeah, there that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's the graveyard, you know what I mean? Or whatever the case is. So you didn't you didn't draw your own map or, or anything? Not at this later stage in time. Yeah. But um, yeah, so so much fun. Um, and then you know, there's there's a lot with it too that I think with that game, I definitely leaned on the the Nintendo power because all of the different secret places where you could bomb a wall, yeah, you know, and get something. Um, I mean, th- there were so many secrets, there were so many bushes. You know what I mean? That you could burn the right bush, you know what yeah. I mean? And find something. And find and, a staircase that's hidden away. Right. And then there's there'd be some people like my friend um down the street, he would know, not because of power of Nintendo Power, but because he just had heard or practice and he would just know where they just were. Trial and error. He yeah. Yeah. And I was like, You are a genius. You know what I mean? It was just like I was in awe. <laughs> so yeah, Legend of Zelda is actually my number three. Um I I know I beat the game a number of times. I think I only so once you beat the game, it challenges you to the the second mission, where you go and you play it again. But like the the um, dungeons have have moved around like the different places, and so it's a little bit harder. It, the map is is a little bit different. Yeah, and uh, but. I, I think I only played through the second mission uh, once, and I never and beat played it. the second mission. But uh, I won. I'm done. Out. But I know I, I know I beat Ganon a number of times yeah, playing yeah. through it. Um, great game, and and such a classic, and not my favorite of the Legend of Zelda series, but uh, definitely way up there. And as far as the NES goes so much better than zelda 2 oh yeah so much better. now tell me though of, of all of them what's your favorite zelda game just so i can know um it's probably not fair for me to say because i've really only experienced a few of them 
because uh, I never had a 64. Um, I've never played any of them for, uh, like, I never played Twilight Princess. I've, I've still never played, um, what's the one for Switch, Breath of the Wild? Wild. Which I've, I've seen and, and think it's, it's so incredible. Like, the open world of it is, it's gorgeous. It is a beautiful game. I've just never played it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to this point, my, in my limited experience, my favorite is still A Link to the Past. Oh, Link to the Past. Oh, yeah. I loved A Link to the Past. That was a great game. And Ocarina <laughs> of Time. I like that one, too, you know. But, um, yeah, it's good. Breath of the Wild is just incredible. And I believe the um, sequel is going to be out next uh, next year. Oh, nice. Um, okay, so number three for me is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game of which we've already talked about. Um, I will say that um, <clears throat> my characters that I would play would be Leonardo or Donatello. Um, I was I was always Donatello. I felt he got more reach with the uh, the bow yeah, staff. Absolutely, absolutely. There's no you couldn't pay me to be Raphael. <laughs> no, not at all. And you know the ability to jump and sidekick was like that was the most important move of the game. Oh yeah, because you, know, you could knock them out. You could knock out the foot soldiers. Yeah. What's your number two? My number two is Metroid. Me too, man. Fantastic game. Fantastic. Um, again, not my favorite of the series. Oh, oh, I think we both know what the favorite of the series is, right? I mean, it better be Super Metroid. Super Metroid, yeah, <laughs> unquestionably. Doesn't matter what they come out with since then. Super Metroid is the gold standard. I actually recently played it and beat it on a quick run through. Yeah. It was it was everything i mean i just i loved it it's, so much oh my gosh. it's such so a great game such a great game um but metroid this is the one that started it all yeah. um you know you've you've got you've got all of these different options you have it's 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 a non-linear game there's no there's no right or wrong to the way you do things you can go after craig first you can go after ridley first um if you know how to exploit the glitches you can go after mother brain first <laughs> You know, I think that the, the different weapons, you know, and the music, the music on the game is pretty awesome, too. I remember the the first time. So, you know, it had that passcode thing. So you could you couldn't save your game, but you could come back to it and, and play it uh, and and pick up where you left off. Right. And and I remember it probably took me forever to beat it the first time I did, because, yeah. you know, Again, there's no internet. Yes, Nintendo Power was a thing, but I don't I don't ever recall there being like an extensive this is how you beat Metroid article in Nintendo no, Power magazine. No, I don't think so either. No. So so it's like this is this is all trial and error. I have to figure out in this maze of you know this planet Zebus or whatever it's called, you know, trying to find all of the things I need to eventually get to Mother Brain. I I feel like I was stuck for such a long time trying to find the high jump boots. Oh yeah. Because I knew I needed those to get to wherever, you know, the next big thing was. And I remember being so excited when I finally found the high jump boots, I was like, now I can actually get somewhere. <laughs> and from there it was like, you know, knocking over dominoes to, till I finally beat the game. And it was such a sense of accomplishment to kill mother brain and jump out of there and and you find out that samus is a girl that was something else 
right? You're like, say what? You know what I mean? She's yeah. got long hair. I knew I liked her. Uh, it's a girl. I know it's a girl. <laughs> um, so number one, I mean, it's hands down Contra for me. Really? Hands down. Contra will always be my number one favorite NES game. Always. Mine is your number 10. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, Super Mario 3 is, is my favorite for the NES. Um, and I'm not sure if that's just a nostalgia thing. Um, I, I, I'm not sure I would necessarily call it the best game for the NES. But that's, this is the one that had like the Koopa's family, right? And you went on the ships? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that was, it's awesome. Such no, it's a, it's a great game. There's like 90 levels. Yeah. And there's no save. Again, there's no save point. There's no checkpoint. You you die. You that's it. You're back to the beginning sure. of the level. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. Bit epic. It's it is so epic. And you know, I I do remember. You know, without the save points, I I think there were a couple of times I played all the way through it to where you know you play every single level, and it takes you hours like literally hours to get through from start to finish. And, but again, uh, one of those things that's so satisfying to, uh, to get to the end and, you know, you're, you're fighting Bowser, but you're not really fighting him. You're just avoiding him when he, when he jumps and, and drops down on you. Yeah. And uh, he basically defeats himself. Yeah. Um, I, so this story real quick, um, before I had a chance to get my grubby little hands on Super Mario 3 for myself, um, a friend of mine at school had gotten it. And of course, he had played through it, through it and beaten it. And he spoiled the ending for me. Loser. <laughs> um, and no, you're right. It was, I, I was, I was a little upset about it, no, but I still thought it was right. funny. This wasn't. This wasn't Invarious that did this for you. No, it wasn't you. No, no, no. Okay. It was it was some kid named John. Um, he, John. He, he's he's he told me all about it. He said, "Yeah, you go in to the door after you beat Bowser, and uh, it says, I'm sorry, but the princess is in another castle.' Just kidding. Ha ha ha. I was like, "Oh, that's funny. Thanks for ruining that for me." Tell me, John. You know, um. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that game. I liked all the different uh, boards and, and just the idea of being able to fly on the, uh, the ships. Um, I think the thing for Contra with me, you know, it wasn't just the code and being able to do that. The different weapons, doing the spread weapon, the, the, you know, the S, you could have the spray gun. Well, that's absolutely the best one. <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, also just being able to, like, advance and then at the end, you're just like, you're going through a military facility. You're getting finally to an alien. You go inside the alien. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then so you're, you're you like to shoot the heart of the alien. You got to shoot the heart and the whole board is like shaking. I mean, it was like the closest thing to being in the movie alien or aliens. You know, it was just like, I mean, I loved, and it was hard. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was hard a hard game. game. Yeah. Uh, especially if you didn't, have, if you didn't have the code, yeah. if you didn't put that in, you just had three lives from the start. I mean, Oh my gosh. Um, I like that's... Super Contra too, that came out later. But honestly, I, I think Contra. Now, I tried to play Contra again later. I got I got the same classic one that you got, right? Yeah. Because you know, it's not on the Switch yet. 
Konami's just, uh, you know, they're a little stingy with all that stuff, but it definitely was on my little emulator thing that I got. And I tried to play it. I was like, nope. Well, that's, that's one of those that I've, you know, I've found on, um, on YouTube where, you know, just to watch somebody who's an expert at the game play through it with just the three lives. It's incredible. And it's like, how are you avoiding? Because there's stuff coming from everywhere to kill you. You had to duck down. You had to lay down at times. You know what I mean? Like the, just the projectiles, you touch one of the enemies, you're gone. Yeah, it's um, one of the little white dots that was a uh, an ammunition would fly out you, and you're like, I didn't see the white dot. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Mm. you, you got to be looking for everything. Pew! You know, and then you fall. All right, what would you say if if I put you on the spot? What's the worst NES game of all time? Maybe, maybe not the worst of all time, but the worst that you ever played in your experience. Um. <laughs> Uh, you know, I really hated Back to the Future. You know what? That's what I was going to say, too. (laughs) Really? As much as I love that movie, that video game was terrible. I really hated that game. I mean, it didn't make any sense. Not only that, I just wasn't good at it. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't think anybody was good at it. Uh, it was that was that was pretty pretty rough. I'm sure there are other ones that were just like awful, but um, oh my gosh, you know, talk about a game that'll make you like throw your controller down. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah cool. There's there's not many games that are based on movies that you know turn out well, and you know vice versa. There's not many movies that are based on games that turn out well, yeah. but. Uh, you know that that's yeah that is that is definitely for me the the worst. I uh, love how NES we can game. go back and watch watch those though. You know that people doing that on the YouTube like you're saying, and seeing people play these games, or even you and I when we were doing our our podcast for Back to the Future. I mean, I turned on and I watched. We you know we we watched that together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing people play through just to see if somebody could actually do it. We watch the end of it, you know. It's, I mean, I, I love, I love that, you know, and that's all freely able to be seen. So yeah, um, I, I think it's really cool too how back then because we had to use our imaginations. These these days, the games are like movies. You know, they have all these cutscenes. Yeah, like yeah. But back then, you're trying to make something like Final Fantasy like it's epic. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, right. And it is. It was an amazing storyline. You know, yeah. for, for all of them, um, but you know, you really had to use your imagination to appreciate the game. You think about Final Fantasy, like the original Final Fantasy, that was a complicated storyline too. Yeah. That was once you once you get to the end and realize what's happening there. That I mean, there's a, a time vortex and like two thousand years of like yeah. crazy stuff happening. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Um. But uh, all right, I'm gonna. I did not discuss this with you ahead of time. But I put together a little pop quiz. Uh-oh. Five questions. Here we go. NES trivia. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Number one, what was Super Mario Brothers 2 marketed as in Japan? Because um. remember, originally, Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan is what we got as Super Mario The Lost Levels on super mario all-stars for the Wasn't super nintendo like a mario like a dream or something like that 
Was it like, um, uh, I don't know. You tell me. What is it? So, so originally, um, Super Mario 2 was basically, uh, they, they took a game that was already existence in Japan called Doki Doki Panic. Um, but, uh, but it had the same frog, the king, you know, on it, like yes. the bad guy. Yeah, Wart was still the bad Wart. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they just replaced the characters from that game with Mario related characters as the protagonists. But when it became such a hit here, they marketed Super Mario Brothers two in Japan as Super Mario Brothers USA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Question two. All right. We've already talked about this. You're, if you don't get this, I'm going to reach through the screen and probably slap you. Who is the final boss in The Legend of Zelda? Oh, I guess it began. That is correct. All right, number three. What is the secret passcode that would allow you to play Metroid as Samus without her armor? The secret passcode to be able to play Samus without her armor? Yep. I didn't know there was a secret passcode to play Samus without her armor. Really? Oh, this is a very famous, famous password. It's somebody's name. No. Go ahead. What you got? Justin Bailey. For real? For real. Did if you, you ever play? If you go on to Metroid and, and, and put in the password on the top line, Justin Bailey, and then leave the bottom line as just all dashes, you will play, you'll start the game as Samus. Uh, she's not wearing her um, her armor. It's just like in a leotard, uh, but she's got the screw attack. She's got the wave beam. What? Um, she's got tons of missiles, tons of energy uh, tanks. Yeah. Justin Bailey? Yeah, basically, if you put that code in and then go get the ice beam, you can head on over to uh, to the section where Mother Brain is and go ahead and beat the game. All these years, all these yeah. years wasted, huh? Yeah. No, yep. that's that's the code. Um, all right, question four: What happens? Oh, seriously, uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I asked this question. What happens in Contra when you accurately input the Konami code? You get 30 lives. That's right. We already said that. All right. Final question. We haven't said it yet. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, BA, select, start. No, just one BA. Oh, just one BA? I think so. Now I can't remember. All right. After playing Nintendo for hours on end, what body part would often become painful even obtaining a name for the ailment akin to swimmer's ear or tennis elbow? When playing the Nintendo? Yeah, after playing Nintendo for hours on end, what body part would often become painful? Your thumb. That's exactly right. Nintendo thumb. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and I know exactly where because I still have the callus. You know? (laughs) It still hurts to this day. Oh my gosh. Do you remember, and you, you like press your thumb right there? Uh huh. Like, ah, yeah, it's a rough sport. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rough sport. Oh man, that's good. I like your trivia. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. And good times, Nintendo. Thank you for shaping our childhood. All right, listeners, if you have any NES memories, please share them with us. Jump on uh, 
to you know where you can leave comments we love to hear what you have to say uh, i know we have a lot of younger listeners who probably haven't experienced a nintendo system that came out earlier than the switch or maybe the wii u um but you know nintendo started uh had, had very humble beginnings and and these are their beginnings so uh maybe ask your parents um or if you are of our generation and uh did enjoy the 80s and 90s tell us what uh, what were your favorite games what games did you hate um you know did you experience renting games did you cheat on the power pad did you have a game genie you know what what are some of your memories of the nintendo entertainment system we would love to hear that uh we would also love if you gave us five stars in your review um tell your friends tell your family we uh we think if you like listening to this podcast in various impeccapalooza Maybe they'd like listening to it too. What do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. And if there's someone you hate, subject them to our podcast in, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, revenge or, or way to be able to get back at them. Sure. What if you're tired, and but you can't get to sleep? Turn us on. We'll help you out. We do have soothing voices. Soothing voices. Um, so. Possibly next week for our podcast, we should read excerpts from the phone book. <laughs> John Smith, 555-555-5555. That's a a movie phone number. That's not real. (laughs) You don't even have a phone book. All right, guys. Uh, Once again, we do appreciate you listening. Um, And again, we we definitely would love to hear your comments uh, on the NES and, and the memories that you may have uh you know built around the i mean this this is our childhood man yeah so so let us know all right anything else uh you want to say in various no 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 everybody enjoy yourselves enjoy your week thanks for listening and we will have a fresh topic next round so sounds good your phrase all right have a great whatever it is wherever you are